Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode 16 of Movie Dumpster. Today we're talking about Frankenstein's Army from 2013, directed by Richard Roppurst. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor. Each one is still alive, McGraw. Welcome to the dumpster. Coming. I want to show you something. This is the generator. Let's see. Look. This is genius. Come with me. I'll show you something else. I love this movie. <laughs> I'm so excited I get to talk about it. So this was the first time uh, I actually saw this. I remember I remember back when uh, when this was coming out, I remember the rumblings of it. And at the time, I was going to a lot of horror conventions, so everybody was talking about it. They had, like, posters and shit like that. And it looked fucking nutty, but I never got around to seeing it. So uh, I was forced to watch it for the show. <laughs> and it was good. Forced is the optimal word. <laughs> I don't know, I liked it. I thought it I thought it was fine. Uh, I heard I heard a lot of bad things about it. I heard, I heard a lot of good things about it. So I wasn't uh you know, my opinion was very gray going into it. Um but I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was well done. Well, I have a special attachment to this movie because a long long time ago in the year 2004 when I was still in high school, well, all of us were still in high school, there was a little teaser for a movie called Worst Case Scenario that was making its way around the internet, and I saw it, and I was enamored with it. Story tells of a fictional 2006 FIFA World Cup finale between Germany and the Netherlands. When the team from Germany loses, it is followed by an invasion of Nazi uh, Nazi zombies, who are all kind of robotic and metallic and kind of stitched together like they are in this movie. Uh, this project gestated for the next decade. <laughs> More or less. It was a movie. Wait, it was a movie about Germany losing the cup, and they released Nazi zombies. And their their revenge was to release robot Nazis. It's fucking ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's weird socio political commentary in this movie, and I think it was probably going to be present in worst case scenario too. Wait, is that was was that supposed to be the movie like based off that like book series worst case scenario? No, this was just some title, I guess, he, oh, okay. he kind of got attached to. Uh, I followed this for a long time. There are two trailers. They're both really interesting. One is a, uh, it looks like D-Day, but uh, as you kind of look at the beach more, there's like towels and beach balls and stuff like that kind of strewn about, along with the kind of weird setups of like barbed wire and those little weird structures that were set up on the beach. Uh, and then the Nazi zombies kind of storm the beach and that pans out and there's hundreds of them. And the second was two kids going to get uh, water from a stream and then a worm kind of falls in the sky, and they look up, and there's a Nazi robot zombie, paratrooper, who's coming in in this big, very horror-themed kind of parachute. Like Two-Face? Yeah, but there's like, it's just <laughs> dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of these things all descending on, onto the ground. Uh, and those are the only two teachers you had, and then this project just died. For whatever reason. I think there was a lot of trouble getting money. Eli Roth was allegedly attached to it, and he backed out, and I think there was some flack on him for that. You know it's bad when Eli's like, no thanks, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I'm too big for this now. I'm I'm an inglorious. <laughs> 
And then it seems like Richard Rapports took all of the uh, concepts, visual concepts and ideas for worst case scenario and just stuck them onto this. And now it lives in this weird little found footage form. Speaking about the found footage, I didn't realize this was a found footage flick. So I think it really helped tell this story. A lot. Yeah, because this is the most video gamey bullshit you can come up with. <laughs> For sure. So it, the first person perspective really assists the whole thing. Yeah, it, it makes it it makes it it makes it enjoyable to an extent. I'm not sure if I have anything bad to say yet. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure I will. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can get because here's here's the one thing. The plot is paper thin. This movie lives and dies on cool visuals, uh, kind of jump scares, and, and, you know, shock value. Well, that's the thing. Like, I can't be like, well, this part of the plot was stupid, because there is no fucking plot. The the finer details of the plot are kind of interesting, but overall can be summed up in a few sentences. Literally. It's some Russians going to Germany towards the end of the Second World War, and they're... Well, they're told they're there to go rescue some boys, some of their, you know, some of their friends. Right. Um, secretly, they're there to go apprehend the descendant of Dr. Frankenstein, who's apparently mustering up an army of the dead. And that's it. Yeah, that's literally the plot. Well, clearly this movie takes place in the same timeline as Frankenstein Unbound. You know, there's just this whole Frankenstein being a real thing. Like, it's... <laughs> the fucking plot <laughs> this is this is what happened like when john hurt like kept fucking up the time loop like this is a diff this is like a side story that was told that was done i'm telling you like like barry allen probably feels really good about himself every time he hears about frankenstein unbound he's like i didn't fuck the timeline that hard <laughs> no it was all john hurt yeah <laughs> everything it's all his fault <laughs> yeah and kit jesus h christ where am i is this the real frankenstein's army or the other one? <laughs> oh my god i created this fucking future where's the very dour man god ima- imagine how much better this movie would be if it was ral julia's frankenstein <laughs> oh my god yeah but i still like uh uh Carl Roden, who is, he plays Frankenstein in this movie, Dr. Frankenstein. He pops up in damn near everything. Yes. He's been in Grand Theft Auto. He was in Hellboy. He was in The Born Supremacy. He was Rasputin in Hellboy. Yeah, he was Rasputin. And he did, he, I thought he was great in that film. And he does a fine job here, I mean, for what it is. I don't know any of the fucking other actors' names. I'm pretty sure they're all, like, independent uh, actors, right? They're they're all mostly nobodies. I think the guy, the guy who played Dimitri, I believe it is? The Welsh, not the Welshman, the Polish guy. The cameraman. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dimitri's the cameraman. I can't remember who the Polish guy's name is. But uh, he was in stuff like Galavant and other stuff on TV. I think he's British. Yeah, which is strange because I could have swore most of these guys uh, had legitimate like Russian accents with the exception of that that one guy. Sasha? Yeah, who's taking a picture with fucking Joseph Stalin. <laughs> Sasha, the hero of the Soviet Union? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that looks so bad. Like for a movie that like the, the strong suit is that the effects are pretty cool. That's like the shittiest Photoshop job I've ever seen in my life. Right? Like, you could have just hired a good fucking guy to Photoshop that? Like, give me a break. Like, you get all these good-looking monsters, like, creepy fucking gore, and then you have this shit right at the end, the last frame of the film. Yeah. I still find the implication to be hysterical, because it's just this slow, slow pan away from Stalin, and then there's Sasha's little baby face. It's like... (laughs) It's like like in Forrest Gump, when he, like, meets, like, JFK and shit. (laughs) I gotta pee. Oh yeah, so uh, Sergey is the uh, Polish guy, and he is played by Joshua Sass- Sassy Sass, something like that. He's real sassy. 
Um, I believe he is. I believe he is British. I think everybody else is either from Russia or they're from kind of the like the one guy. I think he's Mongolian. Yeah, what was up with that? Technically, that was part of the Soviet Union, was it not? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, see, it, it's been too long since I was in history class, so I can't remember either. I think that worked though. Like that, I didn't mind that so much because you just assume, well, it's World War II. You're gonna have like a group of different people. And, you know, you just, you kind of have who you have at that point. Yeah, and this group of people is a bunch of dicks. Yeah, they are. These are, these are awful dudes. It's kind of like my biggest problem with this movie is just like, none of these characters are likable. Like, I don't, I'm not happy or upset when one dies or succeeds. I'm just like, okay, that happened. That was an interesting scene. What I really didn't like about it, one of the big things I didn't like about it was like, you have this, this team of, um, Russian uh, soldiers, right? And they're they're going into Germany. It's like the ass end of the war, and they go into Germany and they're like raiding like a peasant's village. Like these people aren't fucking Nazis. Yeah, and they got fuck all to do because they're they're in there. Like you said, the the end of World War Two, when like Germany's basically on its dying breaths as far as the war goes. Yeah, but it just it's it's just like so contradictory to me. Like, okay, let's go to Germany and just fuck all these innocent people, like literally and figuratively. Yeah, and kill their livestock and just for whatever reason. Well, one of these guys is a complete sociopath, and that is uh, Vasia, who is you can identify Vasia very quickly because he looks like a tiny boy trapped in a man's body. He has a very he has a very boy haircut. He has a very strange punchable face. <laughs> he throws a chicken at somebody. Yeah, he throws a chicken at somebody. Um, he he knocks around a nurse for about two uncomfortable minutes. It's not hard to figure out which one he is. Fuck that guy. Yeah, seriously, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck fuck Vasia. I hate Vasia, but I kind of love Vasia because he's so mystical. You know what? And I get why they show that scene. Like I know we're tra- kind of putting the cart before the horse a little bit here, but I don't think we really miss miss too much of the plot. But it's like they, they, they go in on this mission and they're they're invading this fucking town and like Joe was saying, you know, figuratively and literally they, they fuck this town and it's just like I get that they're trying to the director is painting this like this is how it actually went down. Like he's trying not to sugarcoat it. But as a viewer, I'm like, Okay, like I get why you would do that, but it's not creating any sympathy for these guys. No. It doesn't really add much. It's like, I don't, I, I didn't need to see that. Yeah, it just makes me dislike them a little more. And I didn't really need that too much, because I was, I, I came in expecting them all to be butchered. Yeah, like, I don't know, it just made me dislike, you know, humans more. <laughs> I don't need further enforcement for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's do some terrible shit because, because, because we can. No one's here to stop us. Not even the Germans. It's fucking sick. So they're like, they like fuck the, they fucking like burn this town to the ground and like one of the, they're like getting fucking shit faced. They're drinking vodka and they're like riding people's bicycles around and shit. So uh, I have our list of characters before we, because we're gonna have to identify them as they get torn apart. Uh, we have uh, Novikov, who I believe is the older kind of captain person with the the, the white facial hair and the guy who looks like he's clearly in charge. Um, Ivan, who is the one who we thought looked out of place because he's very clearly Asian, Spanish. His name is Hong Ping Tang, so I'm assuming he's Thai or uh, Vietnamese or Mongolian. Uh, Dimitri, who is our cameraman, uh, he's kind of, he's a 
secret spy, but we'll we'll get more on that when we get there. Uh, Sasha, who looks like a baby. <laughs> Sergey is a. I believe his backstory was he said he was a Polish guy who had like like basically he was there when Germany invaded and he's been pissed off ever since. Right, and he he's like the only somewhat redeemable guy in the whole group. Yeah, well he's the, he's the prettiest man of the bunch, so he has to be. Yeah. Well, he also intervenes on like everything when somebody's doing something fucked up. He's like, hey, could you fucking stop that, please? Could you pipe down, please? <laughs> Can you stop beating that woman in the background? Uh, Alexei looks like a poor man's Gary Oldman. <laughs> We've already talked about Vasya. Uh, and then we have the servant who we'll get to when he shows up, too. Oh, yeah. Um, so the first, like, 20 minutes of this is more or less just them kind of just making their mis- their jackassery way across Germany. And so they get to this massive farm where there's a bunch of... Uh, dead nuns outside yeah but like let's let's call it spade a spade here it's 40 minutes of nothing before we get before we get to this fucking farmhouse it's the it's the it is the it's the obligatory found footage uh opening chunk of like here we are waiting for the shit to get rolling but it, it just it's so long and it's like okay here we are doing the thing and then we're gonna do a thing and just walking around in the woods and yeah okay all right yeah it's that unfortunate piece that has to be there because someone probably told him it has to be there. Yeah, but there's no like there's no like story elements that are really conveyed through throughout what we're seeing because everybody's kind of a douchebag. You find out like, oh, they we were supposed to pick up our boys here, but they're not here. But maybe they're over here, and then they go to the f- maybe they're in this village. Yeah, so they just they're literally like just walking around blind. You could almost like do a transition shot of like an Indiana Jones map and just like little red dots going from village to village to village. Exactly. And like going in circles and shit. <laughs> They're not here. I don't know where they are. Uh, they went down to the other place. Let's get the other here. They must be that gigantic farm we keep walking around. What are all these dead nuns doing out on the front lawn? Yeah. Um. And uh, this is where we also get introduced to Vasya's... Uh, Intense desire to knife people who may be maybe mortally or not so mortally. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. Stab. No, you're you're dead. Here's knife in throat. You're very dead. Finish him off. Yeah. So so I don't really get this part uh, because I'm not entirely sure why there is a burning stack of nuns outside. I think it used to be probably a nunnery and Doctor Frankenstein set up there. But if it was a nunnery, I don't I don't know how you explain the factory o death underground why wouldn't these nuns become experiments why are they all just dead that is also a good question considering what happens to somebody else later in this movie i mean they they could be the failed experiments it could be just a case because they're religious you know they wanted nothing to do with it and it's like almost like uh just a fuck you to god so he just kills all the nuns and you you know you could kind of pick that apart a little bit could be he i mean he is a madman Oh, I forgot. We forgot one minor detail. They do find a half. Uh, yeah, they find like a cyborg in the woods, like the remains of one. Oh yeah, they fi- they find one that's not quite robotic yet, but he's clearly been messed with, and he kind of just like chokes on his own blood and then just kind of dies. And he's like resistance is futile, and then he fucking rolls over and dies. And there's also this like really uh, strange scene of of when they all like kind of go camp for the night before they find the nuns, and uh, Dimitri just leaves the camera on. And you see, like, a creature kind of, like, shamble through the woods. And it's like, I'm sitting there thinking, why the fuck is he just sitting there with the camera? I mean, granted, that's also, like, that's how the movie was made. Like, that's the whole thing. They have to leave it on in times where it doesn't always make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But when you find out later that he actually has his own agenda, it's like, okay, I kind of get why he would have done that. Yeah, actually, his agenda is important because the first 20 to 30 minutes, it is established they've been trying to make radio contact with anybody. 
and they can't get a hold of anyone the entire time. So they get to this nunnery. Oh, I, I suppose it's a nunnery, whatever it is. It's like a it's a massive farmhouse that's got some tunnels and shit underground. It's a pretty big piece of property. Yeah. And within like five minutes of them getting to this place, um, they walk inside and find what looks like an extra from Silent Hill. Oh, straight up. That you that would that would fuck you up if you turned the corner and weren't ready for it. It's like a it's like a it's like a female pyramid head, basically. Yeah, she's got like she's covered in like wires and metal and shit. And she's got all kinds of stuff sticking out of her. Which was cool. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, all oh, the visuals the visuals of this movie are awesome, especially when you get to the more Bioshocky looking stuff later on. I think you, one of you described something as like a big daddy, and I hadn't even thought about that. I was like, "Whoa, they are like big daddies." Oh yeah, we were yeah we were talking we were discussing that before the show. But there's there's far more ridiculous designs. This is probably one of the more subtle ones. The more the the most human actually. Yeah, probably. And they all kind of surround her, and they're asking her, you know, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And then Novikov gets right in front of her and goes, "What are you?" And then he fucking gets fucking shanked. Buries a drill into his <laughs> chest. <laughs> She, like, rips his fucking guts out, and they're, like, hanging out for, like, th- like four or five feet. This is probably the goriest movie we've watched since uh, Bad Taste. Yeah, for sure. And it hinges, it very much hinges upon creature design and gore effects. Yes. Because this is basically when the movie starts, and we're about a half an hour in. Yeah. That's why there's no, there's not, there's not much of a point in talking about the previous 30 minutes, because... They cram all the good stuff into the last hour. Yeah, for sure. Not even like at last hour, last like 40, 50 minutes. The movie's 80 minutes long. I know, I feel like it could have been shorter. Like this could have, this movie could have been 40 <laughs> minutes and it would have been like, oh, that was okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Could have picked up right when they got to the farmhouse. Exactly. And you could have just, and then the, and then the whole radio contact thing should have just been implicit. Uh, so then, yeah, Novikov hits the ground and they fucking unload in this thing and destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> Do they get attacked again? I don't remember. That's literally what we're doing here. It's like, okay, well, let's go search this room. Well, let's go search this room. Oh, there's a monster. Run away from it. Try to kill it. It functions like uh, Doom 3. or Like I said, we said Silent Hill, but the term monster closets yes. is a term I like to use for movies like this, where you turn a corner and, boo, a big beast is there, even though there's probably no way it should be. Right, right. I feel like this would have been a decent, like, PS1 video game, like, when you, like, break everything down. But, like, as a movie, it it is a little bit long in the tooth. Yeah. No, but I totally agree. If this was a game, I'd be fine with it. Like, if this was a game, I'd be playing the shit out of it right now. Yeah, but it's basically, like, it's sort of like Wolfenstein, more or less. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Wolfenstein, Resident Evil, like, if you just took, like, like a bunch of, like, you know, survival horror genres and Wolfenstein and just combined them. Put them in a blender. Uh, Rap Force influences are very clear. He's wearing them on his sleeve. Yeah. There's no pulling of any punches. There's no... And I don't... Maybe you guys saw it, but I really didn't find any social commentary literally in this movie. It's not... It's not subtle. It's more towards the end when they're... It's when the whole, like, what makes a better communist and what makes a better fascist and, like... Oh, yeah. The way they... It's... The way they treat... These Russian dudes treat other Germans is really disgusting. Yeah. Like, later on, they come across this little boy and a, a nurse and, like another German soldier who had been attacked by these things, and they just refer to the little boy as Little Fascist. <laughs> they don't call him by name. <laughs> they just call him Little Fascist. I know, it's so awful, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, these dudes are just like, yeah, fuck it, all these innocent people, just fucking kill them. Hey, grab the Little Fascist. Yeah. yeah, like he had a choice. Um, But we'll get to him again. So their uh, their captain dies. They unload in this this fucking uh, nurse from Silent Hill Four. They tear her apart and then they uh, they <laughs> they drag their captain off screen and like his his intestines linger on the screen as he's getting dragged away. 
And the camera like follows it. He's like, oh, I can I can see all your entrails that are falling yeah. down the, the stairs there. It's like somebody spilt the fucking spaghetti. <laughs> oh, my God, Novikov, you have been gutted like fish. <laughs> somebody spilt the tripe. I better linger on this for several minutes. Mr. Stalin was going to love to see this. Yeah. I need this for my video diary. Miss, Mr. Stalin, who the fuck has ever called him that? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mr. Stalin. Mr. Stalin. I have your Frankenstein footage here. I, I have your Frankenstein notes here. Did you just call me Mr. Stalin? Uh, just fucking shoots him in the face. Yeah, just drags him outside. <laughs> so they kind of, uh, they drag this thing off. And now they're, they kind of stay here and they've realized that this is not where the other Germans are. And I believe in, like, a minute or two, they're attacked again. Uh, and they're attacked again by this fucking... This soldier comes up with, like, hooks in on his wrists. And he's got a metal jaw. And he's got, like... He, he's got, like, four eyeballs stitched into his face. The monster designs of this movie are awesome. I don't understand the practicality of it. They're, like, casing the compound, just trying to see if there's anything of note that can kind of point it in the direction of where this distress, distress signal is that they're able to pick up. Because, like you are saying earlier, you know, they can't find a signal anywhere, they can't find a signal, but for some reason they can find this one signal. Oh, that's right. Okay, and you reminded me of what transitions them into the next series of attacks. It's, uh... It's the servant they find. They find this dude who's, who's feeding my... I, I'm just here to feed the animals. That's my job. I feed the rabbits. Yeah, and they shoot him immediately. <laughs> they shoot him in the leg. Yeah, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And Dimitri's like, no, just wait. I'll handle this. And he takes his fucking rabbit and puts the rabbit at knife point and is like, tell me where our comrades are or I'll kill your fucking rabbit. What kind of fucked up torture is that? And then he's like, okay, okay, don't kill bugs. Don't kill bugs. Um, and then they kind of sit this dude down and interrogate him and he just he tells him repeatedly, I just feed the rabbits. And then uh, Vasya once again, proven that he is a complete nutcase, walks up and says, like, you just feed the rabbits? Here. And cuts one of his fingers off. And then the servant's like, fine, I'll show you where your comrades are. I'll show you where your comrades are. I'm sorry. He said, I'll show you where your comrades are. So I love doing that guy's voice. Anyone in their right mind would not believe a word this fucking guy's telling him. You just, like, threaten his pet with a knife, and then you cut his finger off. Yeah. Also, like, the way the way he instructs them down this hallway is the most, like, I'm a bad guy, wink. He's like, uh, yeah, down that way. He's like, yes, they're in there. S- step on the letter X over there. That's where they are. I swear to God. <laughs> The floor will not open up and swallow you whole. I uh, Scout's honor. Doesn't that one asshole, like, take a rabbit and, like, beat it on a fucking crate or some shit? Yeah, it, well, it's Vasya. He grabs it because he says it's dinner, and he just picks his rabbit up by the ankles and slams it against a wooden crate and kills it instantly. He's, like, smiling about it. Like, come on, man. Yeah, you want Vasya to die first. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen. No. <laughs> so, that, yeah, this servant guy who's, one, he's dressed in a leather apron, leather gloves, and, like, a fucking surgical hat, and he's like, I just feed the rabbits. <laughs> he, he looks like a fucking extra from Hostel. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and he goes and he points them to this, like, really, there's no lighting in this hallway. It's like a, it's like a, a stairway down to this series of tunnels, and he's like, yeah, your comrades are down that way, and they're like, Okay, and they just go. Yeah, in the catacombs? Okay. Yeah, go down the, go down the dark hallway. They're, your comrades are down there. Go get them. And then they turn around, they're like, did you say left or right? And he's gone. They're like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Realizing they've been bamboozled, even though they should have seen it coming from a mile away. Beaten feet? And why wasn't the gun to this fucking guy's head when they were walking him down there? Exactly. They're very poor interrogators. Mmm, yes. So they start kind of making their way down these uh, little series of corridors. Then this is when they get attacked by a series of fucking doom extras. Uh, they start popping at corners left and right. 
these guys have hooks for hands, they've got knives for hands, they've got drills for hands. Which is not even the coolest drill for hand creature that pops up yet, because that's actually in a little bit. Yeah. And as they're trying to escape, I believe it is uh, Ivan who gets the receiving, who is on the receiving end of one of the more interesting creature designs you see first, which is the, uh, it's the, what the fuck is it? It's like a, uh, it's some kind of steel trap that opens and closes around this zombie's face. Yeah, 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 yeah. He looks like a fucking saw reject. Yeah, he's a walking saw trap. Yeah. It's this big, giant metal case that opens and closes around the zombie's head and acts like an offensive weapon. Uh, uh excuse me, zombie? Don't you mean zombot? <laughs> uh, yes, I'm sorry. They are zombots. According to Wikipedia, I don't remember that ever being said in the fucking movie, but... They are, <laughs> they are credited as zombots. Oh, man. Uh, walks up and closes this steel trap right on Alexei's head uh, with his helmet on, so he's kind of saved from imminent de- from instant death, although he's extremely fucked up. Uh, they go back up to the surface, and I think this is when the uh, the little boy, the nurse, and the other German shoulder... Shoulder. God damn it. Uh, soldiers stumble in, and they're like, oh, no, don't kill us. Yeah, because the dude's, like, sprawled down on the table with his fucking helmet, like, impaled into his skull. Yeah, it's clearly busted open and stabbing him, and then they try to help him, and Vasya walks up and goes, I will kill him because I am crazy. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, don't worry, I got this. I'll stab him. You don't have to. Uh, tries to, and... Ivan, who is supremely fucked up, reaches up and punches Vasya straight in the nose. Well, he's, he's tired of his shit now. <laughs> he's like, nobody finishes me off but me. Yeah. Or this nurse. Or, or this nurse. This fucking half-assed fucking, like, c- cerebral autopsy she does on this guy. They bring this this poor, terrified nurse into the building uh, in order to prove her worth. She's like, I can help your friend, I can help your friend. She walks up to Ivan's head and goes to pull his helmet off, uh, and after about ten agonizing seconds, she gets the helmet off. Unfortunately, she gets the rest of his head off as well. The fucking brain is inside the bucket. It looks like the fucking bowl of puke from bad taste. The whole top half of his head pops off like a cork. Yep. Stick a fucking spoon in it and eat it. <laughs> yep. Well, it did look like a bowl of red stuff. So she's fucking dangling the brain out of the fucking helmet and shit like, oh my god, look at this. I am so sorry. <laughs> Doesn't she get fucking blown away? They, like, just shoot her, right? No, Vasya walks up and just starts to slap her around for quite a few minutes. Um, and Sergei's like, I only tolerate that for four more slaps. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's enough. Stop beating. Stop beating her. Oh, no, you slam her head against table. No, really, stop this time. <laughs> I mean it. I won't turn around and physically stop you. I'll just ask you to. Politely. So while this is all going on, in the background, uh, something kind of scuttles down from the ceiling, if you have a keen eye. Uh, and then the camera whips up, and Alexei is being drilled through the mouth from the back of his head. Yes. As this big fucking praying mantis-looking zombot with, like... <laughs> That's just silly every time you say it. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it totally is. It's this gas mask-wearing, like, mantis-y-looking zombot with... A drill attached to the front of its face, and it's walking on these spiked stilts. Yeah, it looks like it looks like somebody did an experiment on hunk. <laughs> Nazi, Nazi hunk. We can make him better, stronger, faster, pointier. We can turn him into stilt man. It's one of my favorite designs in the movie because it's so ridiculous looking. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, not as cool as something else. Uh, well, not as funny as what happens later anyway. Yeah. So then they get attacked again and several of these things show up and now it's basically just there's pyrotechnics and gunshots and 
grenades going off everywhere. It's just like a mess of 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 carnage going on. Yeah, Alexei is very very dead, uh, and they retreat to this kind of basement area. They leave the nurse and the little boy upstairs because fuck them, I suppose. Uh, and they take this this <laughs> frightened German shoulder, soldier with them instead. <laughs> Don't wait. I thought they take the kid. Um, no, they did. Do they take the kid? They take the kid. I, I think it's pretty heavily implied that the, the nurse just, just eats it in that scene. Like, you don't see her again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, because she's still unconscious from Vasya beating the holy hell out of her. And they take the boy. Yeah, that's right. They take the boy and the frightened German soldier, whose name I don't remember. Fritz. Because, Fr- <laughs> of course, it is. Jesus. Yeah, why not? So they get downstairs, and Sergei is very, very mad at Dimitri for some reason. And then he asks to see his bag. Opens it up and finds a radio jammer. And it turns out that Dimitri has been double-crossing them this entire time. Dun-dun-dun. Kind of where the plot actually develops into something a little more interesting than what it was. Uh, as we said earlier, Dimitri is tasked to bring back Dr. Frankenstein, dead or alive, preferably alive. And this entire unit he has with them, are they're more or less under duress, because if anything happens to him, all their families die. Yeah. I don't know, I pegged that fuck as a, as a traitor anyway. Uh, Dimitri? Yeah. He's super shitty. And he's an absolute weasel the rest of the film. He's just, he's screaming and whining everybody, Yeah, don't put my camera down! Yeah. Don't kill me! I need to come back here! I need help! When he falls down the fucking slide to death. Hold on, he does not just slide down that, that, that fucking thing. They literally... Throw him in there. They punch him in the face. They throw the kid down there to see if anything bad's down there. Yeah, actually, like, like almost, yeah, almost, uh, like, almost immediately, they they find this, like, a, it looks like a death chute, or like a death tunnel, or like a meat chute. Because underground, under, like, below this farmhouse is this massive underground, like, slaughterhouse. It's a fu- it looks like the, a set from Hostel, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is a Full industrial slaughterhouse with the fucking flap, the plastic flaps going everywhere, and the carts and shit. It is, and it, uh, t- just to the to credit of the people who designed this set and kind of dressed the whole thing up, it's disgusting. Mm. It is awful to look at, and it's kind of cool. The, the set design was really cool. Yeah, and there's there's one in particular that's my, my favorite coming up soon. So they can kind of hear all this noise and stuff coming from down the chute, which obviously has, like, it's covered in blood and body parts, and there's, like, a mine cart two feet away full of severed body parts. And they're like, well, we got to figure out what's down there. Grab the little fascist. And they take this little boy, <laughs> and they dangle him by the ankles and slowly kind of dip him down into the chute in the most reckless adult behavior I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so... Even if they do send him down, like, if something kills him, like, what are they going to do? Are they going to slide down there and start, start shooting shit? They were expecting one of two things to happen. A, he said, nothing's down there, and they pick him back up, maybe, or they drop him and go about their business. Or, they expected him to die, like he does. <laughs> but they, they, they probably didn't expect that fucking thing to climb up after him. The fucking propeller face looking motherfucker. Uh, yeah. Probably not. Yeah, you just hear this, like, just what can only be described as awful machinery, uh, lots of smoke, and then you hear a, a horrible sound, and they let go of the kid. He's very dead. Yeah. I just realized that this is like going to, like, Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> 
or something, or like Six Flags Scare Fest or whatever the fucking Fright Fest. It does play out like a Halloween attraction, and that's kind of why I like it. It's got this weird charm to it. Yeah, you're walking through that like the the fucking uh, car wash, uh, the flaps. Like you go through there, and there's a bunch of fog, and then a fucking creature jumps at you with like glowing eyes and like a really loud sound. Exactly. So then this, uh, yeah, as Sean said, uh, something crawls up after them, and it is just it's plain bot, basically a torso with a giant fucking propeller on the rest of its body. It immediately kills Fritz. <laughs> He's the first motherfucker. <laughs> it walks up and just buries its blades right into his chest and face. He's just horribly disfigured and killed right away. Yep. And then they they kill it or disable it by like basically cutting the the power wire or the fuel wire to its propeller blades and it just bursts into flames. Yeah, but this motherfucker's like dancing around this room just like swinging his blades all over the place. Yeah, as it's on fire and in its death throes, it's just like it's kind of like Evil Dead 2 when Linda comes back and just starts throwing herself against Ash. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's just everywhere. The, the fucking thing explodes, and one of the propellers, like, embeds itself into one of the fucking guy's heads, too. Oh, no, that's what happens. It doesn't kill Fritz right away. They blow it up, and one of the propeller blades flies off and lands in Fritz's head. Yeah, that, okay, that's what it was. I knew one of them got it in the fucking dome. So then kind of after the dust settles, uh, Dimitri once again reminds everybody that he's a piece of shit. Uh, and he kind of threatens everybody once again. He's like, we have to find Dr. Frankenstein! Because, again, this is all John Hurt's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he split. He split the timeline. Um, yep. Who am I? Who? <laughs> I will murder the little fascist. Why do I exist? I don't fucking know. We're going back in time. I, they asked me to make him a weapon, so I made him a weapon. <laughs> I made him an army. They asked for an army. <laughs> Kind of the same thing. Pretty much. I don't know why I did it, but I did it anyway, because fuck it. Well, this this Frankenstein apparently has daddy issues. I guess that's why he did everything. <laughs> he has daddy and granddaddy issues. Yes, he does. So uh, Dimitri reminds everybody he's still a piece of shit, and they say, okay, well, you can go find Dr. Frankenstein yourself. They give him the old boot, the old Christmas story boot down the slide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ho, 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 and kick him down the fucking slide. You'll shoot your eye out, Dimitri. <laughs> <laughs> How about a nice uh, football? Okay, get him out of here. Yeah, and they knock his ass out and throw him down this horrible butcher, butcher shoot. And they throw his camera down with him, and then everybody kind of just fucks off and leaves Dimitri by himself. And then, actually, while he's by himself, we get some of the more interesting uh, visual stuff, because he follows one of these zombots that's like... <laughs> can't say that fucking word without giggling inside. He follows one of them, and he kind of sees them. They're collecting body parts in these little mine carts and stuff like that, and they're, they're, there's all this noise from a certain part of this structure. And he goes through these little plastic flaps, and um, he comes across this massive room with like hundreds of dead bodies strung up from the ceiling. It's really cool. It's my favorite shot in the movie. It's like from here till he finds Frankenstein, he's literally just like walking around like giving you the grand tour. Yeah, he's just he's giving the viewer like this weird observational tour of like all the monstrosities and hordes are happening in this facility. It's a weird scene because it's on one hand it's kind of cool because you just see him walking through this facility like ducking and diving under things but at some point he just starts walking like down this fucking like uh this underground shaft and they're they're just ignoring him or like kind of like looking at him for like half a second and just ignoring him and i'm just sitting there thinking like this whole movie these things are immediately attacking people but this one instance it's like eh, we got work to do (laughs) 
Yeah, and Victor says later on that like they explicitly follow orders from him and from him only. So there might have been something else going on there, but it's never said. It's never confirmed or denied. Yeah, but there's no like there's no like room of like cameras or like monitors. Like he was sending these guy these things after these guys, but didn't know where they were or even there. Yeah, it's a little weird. Well, I think there's some in implied. Uh... There's there, there's an implication that maybe he just has a lot of these monsters all over his compound. Um, at least that's the way I took it to give it a little bit benefit of the doubt. But you're right, Joe. That is a good point. So he keeps following these things, and eventually he comes across, he bumps right into fucking. Oh, no, that's right. He bumps into Ivan, who has now been zombotted. I suppose is the fucking phrase. <laughs> yeah, almost right. He's like he's getting prepped. Oh no, he come. Oh, Ivan is the dude who got his head ripped off. Um, he he's the guy who's he's got his his hands have been turned into hammers. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. And he's just like banging on shit for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the reject Cenobites. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. He's just hitting shit. <laughs> And then he kind of attacks him and knocks him out. And I think this is when uh, Victor kind of finds him. And this is when they kind of begin this extended piece of like extended conversation about his work and what he's doing and why he's doing it. And it's basically Carl Roden monologuing for like 25 minutes. Well, it feels like 25 minutes. Yeah, he, he, this guy is very long winded. It's just like this static shot in like a kitchen and this fucking like zombot is like and and Frankenstein are like force feeding this guy like porridge. Eat up. Eat up. It'll make you stronger. Eat it. It's what my child's... Oh, that child. <laughs> it feels like the fucking sequence from Ravenous when they're trying to get Guy Pierce to fucking eat the shit so he'll get better. Jeffrey Jones is like, just you just gotta eat it and you'll be, uh, you'll feel great. Everything's good. In this case, he's like, your camera has a microphone. Talking to here, okay, it's focused. Wow, this is this is really uh, high tech stuff here. You know, and this is why I compare it to like a Resident Evil or like a Wolfenstein. It's like I feel like you know I, I hate to beat a dead horse, but it's it, it, I really feel like this could have been like a kind of a cool concept as a video game. I mean, you obviously have to you know stretch it out more than eighty four minutes. But this scene is just reminding me of a lot, and obviously this this predates uh, Resident Evil Seven. But a lot of the stuff that Resident Evil Seven was doing with this family stuff, with like you know that game was all POV, so a little bit different of a, a medium. But it just was very creepy. It's like this creepy, like you know, Texas Chainsaw fucking shit kitchen with stuffed papers and pots and pans all over the place. It, I don't know. It just had a very good aesthetic. I just don't know if they landed it. That's exactly what it feels like. They had all these cool ideas for like, well, what if we made this fucking thing that did this and it was in this shitty fucking thing? Like, wouldn't it be cool if Frankenstein had this crazy fucking laboratory with all these experiments? And then they were like, hey, let's just forget about the story. It's a cool, it's a really cool idea done with 200% sincerity that doesn't always stick. But no. I love this because it's done with 200% sincerity because like, I think Richard Rapport probably thinks this is like the coolest shit in the world. Yeah. No, it works. Yeah, and that kind of enthusiasm, I really get behind. And so then like Frankenstein goes this speech where he like explains that he is the grandf- grandson of the original Victor Frankenstein and he began his experiments on animals. And then I think he implies that his father's like, no, no, don't do that. I don't want you doing this. Well, he probably saw he was going to be a fucking psychopath. Yeah, well... Well, look at his family lineage. Well, yeah. <laughs> Don't be like Grandpa. I want to be like Grandpa. God damn it. <laughs> Stop killing the fucking neighbor's cats. <laughs> he had a cool car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had no charisma, but he had a really great car. And a wonderful timepiece. Uh, yes, you, you have mastered the art of electricity. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, little car road and it, like... 
it's it's basically just him with like a nine year old's body just talking to fucking dumb face raw Julia who's not emoting whatsoever. I I, I just want to see the buddy cop version of Frankenstein Unbound where like Raul Julia and fucking John Hurt are just driving around in that car. <laughs> <laughs> They're solving crimes like through time and space. Yeah. But Raul Julia still refuses to act. I think I'll just sit here, John. I will do. I will sit here and admire this piece of machinery. As the speech goes on, it's more or less implied that like. Stalin caught wind of his experiments and said, like, no more animals, time to work on people. Makes sense. Wait, what? No, it was Hitler, wasn't it? Well, he was working for the Nazis, and he kind of eventually broke off and just did his own thing. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was... Okay, yeah, that's right. He was tasked by Hitler to create an army of the dead, and then almost instantly goes into business for himself. Well, he, like... He was doing it and then, like, runs away and then builds this crazy fucking house of horrors in this, uh, in this place. And that Dimitri's job is to bring him over to the Soviet Union so these experiments can be used against the Germans or any any enemies of Russia. Right, and and at some point it's revealed that Dimitri also has an ulterior motive where if he turns Frankenstein over to the Russians, then his parents will be safe um, or given back to him or something. They're like in a prison. And then you get this kind of weird, very uh, uh, strange montage of Frankenstein doing his experiments. And this is where the absurdity kind of hits the fan. Because uh, if you were wondering what happened to Dimitri's squad mates, uh, they all show up in pieces uh, in this little laboratory. Yeah. Vasya shows up. I thought that was kind of cool. Vasya shows up with, like, what, missing both of his arms? One of his arms? He's, like, strapped to a table. He's, like, screaming. And they're, like, just carting him away. And he's, like, he sees Dimitri and he's, like, you piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, fucking help me. And then he sees Sergei, who are basically the only two left in mostly one piece and he he looks at dimitri in the camera and says like which one of them makes a better communist and i think it's a trick question because dimitri doesn't like sergey i think so he says like which one makes a better communist so he points to vasia and frankenstein murders him immediately he injects him full of i what's got to be fucking euthasol or something like that because Instantly kills him. The soup that he gave him before. So then he drags Sergei off to his laboratory, and there's a shot of, like, it's just followed by weird shots of just bizarre nightmare surgery, where, like, they're sawing off some dude's head, and they pull out half of his brain. Yeah. And then they open up Sergei's head, and they pull out half of his brain. And now this is the brain of a fascist and the brain of a communist. Put together. Basically, Frankenstein's whole thing is just like, I can end the war by creating a being that is both perfectly one-half fascist and one-half communist. And this is when you realize that Richard Raphorst is probably a very strange man. <laughs> <laughs> this is when the little bit of plot that was there is totally and utterly lost. Yeah. Yeah, because then it started, it's, we said there's social commentary, but and this is basically it, because Richard Raphorst, I don't know what his views are, but I can guarantee you they're very strange. I don't, I don't know how that is supposed to help anything. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm going to make these murder bots by using a half fascist and half uh, communist brain. Like, they don't even fucking respond that way. I think the message is, that's insane. And the entire uh, concept of fascism versus communism is silly anyway. Maybe that's what he's getting at. Think you're giving it the benefit of the doubt, but okay. Probably. Maybe I'm extrapolating more meaning than there is, but whatever. <laughs> mm. uh, or it's just there for the sake of being there. Which, uh, I'm, which I'm leading towards. If you're wondering what happens to the little fascist, the little boy, um, he's here, but it's just his legs <laughs> attached to... <laughs> he becomes fucking R2-D2. And he's like walking around. He is a t his little legs are attached to his big fucking robot pod 
with a giant fucking swastika on it, and it's just making noises like. <laughs> he's like the fuck. He's like he's like a fucking mouse droid on the Death Star, just going around. Yeah, he's like that fucking that fucking garbage droid from um uh, from a, a New Hope that uh that R two runs into the one that just looks like a fucking trash can. Oh yeah 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 uh the a fucking gonk droid. That's what he looks like. Yes, gonk. <laughs> And then it also shows you what happens to the nurse. She has been stitched into this weird fucking Bride of Frankenstein-looking nurse. Uh, her head's been obviously cut open and put back together. She's got, like, additional fingers and some other fucking weird shit attached to her. Now, while this is all going on, Dimitri keeps saying, like, look, the artillery strikes are supposed to hit this area. are probably going to be here really soon. So if we're going to pack up and go to Russia, we kind of got to go now. And uh, Frankenstein just keeps kind of waxing on. And this is where my quote originally came from, where he's... He keeps saying, like, uh, it's it's all engineering. Each one is still alive! Yeah, but, like, did you just say that the, the planes were, like, bombing the fucking place? They're getting ready to. Yeah, the artillery strikes are getting closer and closer. Oh, okay, yeah. There's, like, a fuck, There's like a, uh, a flight squadron out just, like, starting to fucking drop bombs over this fucking farmland. And Victor Frankenstein is like, is like, hold on, I must tell you how my methods work. Yeah, hold on, because we have to finish the, the, the camera, the move. We got to finish the movie. Here we go. There's a hilarious shot, the, the mirror shot, where he's fucking opening up this dude's brain and pointing out which sides are communist and which sides are fascist and like there's Dimitri just like bent over like with the camera going and just like winding the fucking camera going like well okay we must go back to Russia <laughs> well he doesn't try to help this guy at all no no uh, well yeah poor Sergei is sitting there getting fucking ripped open and put together in horrible ways he's supposed to be Victor's like demonstration about how the whole process works and he tries jolting him back to life but it doesn't really work right they just shock the shit out of him for what feels like 10 minutes um, and then he just kind of drools and seems dead for now Frankenstein kind of pulls another trump card, and this is where it's like the quadruple turn. Uh, he had no intentions of leaving with Dimitri, and he was going to go fuck off by himself. He doesn't want to join the Soviet Union or the other Germans. Mm-hmm. Gathers up his belongings and basically is committed to doing one more experiment on Dimitri, but as he's doing this, the bombs hit too close and kind of sends a tremor to the house, and he's like, well, turns out I won't have time for you anyway. Yeah, goodbye. Goes to get his shit, and um, lo and behold... A gunshot goes off. Well, well, first in the background, Sasha fucking basically repels in while Frankenstein's like fiddling around with his briefcase, and he doesn't notice him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm referring to. Sasha, the little boy from the beginning of the movie, who says like four lines of dialogue, rolls in. Oh, I'm sorry, repels in like fucking Batman. Drops in, shoots Frankenstein in the back, who then drops dead with his fucking notebook and shit everywhere. And Dimitri's like, "No, why'd you do that?" Well, because Frankenstein, he goes on this long speech about how, oh, you know, when I leave, all my creatures, they're gonna, they're gonna go crazy because only I can control them. They're gonna do whatever they're gonna do, and they're gonna fucking kill each other and people. What has he got, the fucking Las Plagas virus in him or something? Like, what is the point? I guess so, Lord Sadler. I, he, uh, I don't know how he's controlling these fucking things, by the way. They never tell you, he, he, he tells you everything except that. Yeah, and, and the whole thing in the original Frankenstein story is that he tried to control these creatures and they didn't listen because they had a mind of their own. So, like, it's kind of contradicting itself. Yeah, these are these are far more, these things are far more, they're way more drone-esque. But in Frankenstein, they're like, he, like, talks to the monster. It's not like he's trying to, con- like, remote control it, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is, the, it seems like they're more like bugs. Right. And he's basically like the queen bug, and if he leaves, they're just going to go insane. Yeah. As if they were sane before. 
Um, so Sasha runs over after he shoots Frankenstein and drops dead. Runs over and immediately decapitates Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking bags his head and fucking splits. Well, he needs proof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he bags the head and takes Dimitri's camera. And as he's running off, uh, a now reanimated Sergei is crawling his way towards Dimitri, just screaming this fucking inhuman sounds. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the last thing you see of either Sergei or Dimitri is Sergei standing over him, ready to chew his face off. Yeah, he goes right for his face, which is well deserved. <laughs> Sasha escapes, and then the next shot of the movie—it literally cuts to this. By the way, like that's it. It cuts to it cuts to. First of all, the uh, the opening and closing music are is awesome. Yeah. Uh, that weird kind of lo-fi fucking Russian, uh, like, uh, marching music. Uh, that's playing over this picture of Joseph Stalin, and it starts to pan out. And as it pans out, someone's standing next to him. And the person standing next to him is Sasha, the new hero of the Soviet Union. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? But what is he even the hero of? He cut off Frankenstein's head and ran out with a fucking videotape. He didn't stop anything. He delivered the shit to... Stalin. Yeah, he did what Dimitri was supposed to do, and it was de- it was dead or alive, and they have all of his notes. Oh, that's true. Right. Yeah, and the weird thing is, like, since they have all of his notes, uh, right before Frankenstein dies, he says, um, he says, you can't have my secrets, because in reality, they're all in here, and he taps on his head, and then he's immediately shot. Yeah, but then he decapitates him, and then he's gonna do that fucking, uh, uh, Artemis Clyde fucking, uh... Or not Artemis Clyde. They're going to do the Wild Wild West thing where they fucking, like, hook him up to the fucking lamp. They, they, they put his head in a tiny little spider body? Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> Would it be son of Frankenstein's army? Oh, my God. Gimme. They're going to hook his fucking head up and try to extract his brain, like, his memories from his brain. Or the information from it. They're going to Frankenstein army Dr. Frankenstein himself. Yeah, and the movie ends. It's, it's like I said, but it's really short. Um, and then that, that awesome credit music plays over everything. And that was Frankenstein's army. And that was that. It's basically just like an 80-minute romp of gore and weird shit. It's fun. It's fine. Um, it has like a 67 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is way higher than I anticipated when it came out. Um, and it did get a pretty warm reception upon release. But this dude hasn't been seen or heard from since. No, I don't I don't get that part either. The movie's fine. It did well, you know. Um it's not bad. It's not amazing, but it's it's an easy way to kill eighty minutes. You know, I say it is one of my favorite schlocky movies, not because of its overall quality, because I was invested in this movie for ten years before it finally came out. Um, so it would have had to been really bad for me to be really disappointed in it. It's not like Dude Duke Forever, where I waited twelve years for a game and it came out and it was just this toasted piece of shit. <laughs> That you could take out of the toilet and throw at people. Exactly. Uh, I I got Dude Nukem Forever for $2, and I played it for about an hour, and then the disc became a coaster. Oh, my God. I never even played that one. It's bad. It's so bad. And and here's the thing with this. Like, it's different different hype levels for uh, different things, but, like, because I was invested in worst-case scenario from the moment I saw a video of it, and then to hear that that concept finally made its way into a movie, like, when this came out... I think I was probably broke at the time. I went in... That's right, because I was at school. I was at school and working two part-time jobs to survive, just to survive. Uh, and this came out, and I was like like a madman searching for this movie on the internet. I had to have this! I had to have it as soon as it came out. <laughs> well, you got it now. And I've seen it six times. Oh my god. Jesus. I might not ever watch this again. It's a safe bet. <laughs> as far as uh, dumpster placement goes, I kind of have it in a similar place where Equilibrium is, where it's 
it's kind of sitting somewhere in the top because it's it's not it's not offensive or egregious. It's it's pretty entertaining. No, I like, but and I think it I think it falls into that novelty category because again, Richard Rapport has fucking disappeared into a puff of smoke. Yeah, and this movie has no legacy. I wonder if he did like the the Uva Bowl thing. He like he like did the uh, the international uh, tax scam and fucking got loaded and just fucking split, pocketed a shitload of money and changed his name. Yeah, now I'm now I'm now I'm uh, I'm all set for my life. So goodbye. <laughs> Now my name is Dennis Villeneuve. <laughs> I just made Blade Runner. I, pr- I probably butchered that guy's name, but I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know. We were slip sliding all over those fucking accents during this episode. Yeah, we were. Well, so were theirs. Yeah, it's, yes, they were. Sergey's especially. Yeah, the British was coming out. Something serious. As far as where I'd put this in the dumpster, I, uh, I'm going to have to agree with you there. Uh, I'd walk by and see this on top of a pile of trash and be like, oh, I've seen that. I'm good. And just walk by it. Well, I, the, the cover is actually very beneficial because uh, all that, all those cool monster designs are front and center. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's well, that's the allure of the movie. So if that's if that's something you like, that's that all you have to do is slide that in front of someone and go, I think you might like this. Yeah, I think that's going to either make or break your decision on even watching this movie. Yeah, is the is the designs, the whole feel of it, you know? Because that's all it is. There's that's the that's all the substance that's in this film. It is, yeah, it is it is all style and very little substance, but the style that is present is really good. Yeah, it's done. It's done well. I, I definitely was not as hot on this movie as you guys were. I don't know. I, I don't think it's bad, but I don't really think it's that good either. I, it, it's fine. It's like big bully level for me. It, it's it's kind of... I watched it. Uh, it's done. Okay. Next. <laughs> if I had to put it in the dumpster, it probably would be towards the top. Like, as I kind of agree with what you're saying, Connor, in the sense of, like, it's not a bad movie. It's not offensive. But for me, it'd be like, you know, to get that movie out of the dumpster, it wouldn't be a simple, like, just reach your hand in and pull it out. You'd have to, like, get, literally physically get in that dumpster, walk around in it. Like, it's it's at the top, but you just can't fucking find it. You're trying to find it, just like I was trying to find the plot in this movie. It takes you a long time. <laughs> and then when you do, you're just like, huh, okay, sure, here it is. <laughs> so this movie's false, like, it's called Frankenstein's Army. You couldn't get a more generic title. I know. I think that's why I stayed away from it for a while, because I was like, that sounds like shit. <laughs> it sounds... It, for, like, first of all, you can go find any... Like, that premise or something like that, you can go on Redbox or Netflix and find, like, 75 disposable movies that are just the, pretty much the exact same premise. There's, what, four Outpost movies? I've never watched a single one of them, although I hear they're not terrible. <laughs> I, I I fully expected like a sci-fi original piece when you suggested this, and I was like, oh my god, this is going to be a fucking shit-tastic. But it was fine, yeah. No, it's not House of the Dead 2, which was a sci-fi channel original movie. Ugh. We already mentioned Uve. We don't need to hear about the fucking movie. <laughs> we don't... No. No, 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 no. Maybe this was a prequel to House of the Dead. It was a better movie if it was. It, it would have been better. It would better movie. Maybe this is where fucking what's his face Salazar, wherever the hell his nuts was, uh, got his idea from. The notes fell the Russians' hands into the Spanish. Oh yeah, no, but that was like that was like the 1700s. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Tell you what, it's better. I like it. Or House of the Desert. Pre- I don't know. It's the Frankenstein cinematic universe. Frankenstein Unbound is the prequel to all of this. <laughs> Frankenstein Unbound is the prequel to every movie ever made. This is where the timeline splits and everything gets weird. 
I think we can blame Frankenstein Unbound or anything we watch that we just fucking detest. It's all John Hurt's fault. John Hurt, you fucked this up for everybody. You just, you, you fucked up the fabric of space and time so bad. Your stupid, your stupid black hole, your black hole laser weapon, what was wrong with you? Why do you think that was a good idea? Eh, it's just a hole in the sky. What's the big deal? Oh, it creates, it creates giant rifts in space and time. It's fine. It'll correct itself, doesn't it? It will be the best fucking weapon that you've ever seen yes it doesn't it doesn't work that well but whatever here i go i'm going to mongolia waiting for fucking daisy for mario brothers to show up and be like oh you're never gonna believe this meanwhile some cosmic horror is gonna come through a fucking interdimensional portal and start devouring the earth and john hurts gonna be like well you know it's a side effect for science it doesn't work perfectly it just works Anyway, maybe I'll pull a third Frankenstein's blank out of my ass for the my <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. Don't you fucking dare. I almost I I almost wasn't going to say anything and just pick gothic just to fucking bring the whole thing around, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, well, that's like that's like Mary Shelley though, right? It is. It's the night in Mary Shelley's house where she comes up with the idea of Frankenstein. And what the movie plays out is, like, was everybody on fucking drugs? Like, everybody's fucking each other and stabbing each other and, like, having weird dreams and nightmares and hallucinations. Shooting, fucking drinking morphine and, like, fucking each other. Well, I guess that's what it was, right? And John Hurt's there, too. Yeah, John- <laughs> He's like, let's all have an orgy. He, he's like, he's like, Mary, we were supposed to have a date tonight. Well, he was a Mary Shirley cenophile. What are all these people? What is Gabriel Byrne doing here? Where's Lord Byron? I've gonna suck his cock. Gabriel Byrne's like he's over there in the he's over in the corner doing lithium. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think we're done now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that. So that's it. That's Frankenstein's Army from 2013, directed by Richard Rappurst. If you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Follow us at moviedumpster on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also check out our sister podcast, The Phantom Zone, hosted by our very own Connor McGraw. You can find them at phantomzonepodcast.wordpress.com. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. You're insane! I'm not a dog! You're insane! Oh, you hear me! I'm sick! Everybody's sick! The Nazis! Communists! Capitalists! Everyone! The sickness that cannot be cured, so it must be cut out.